Hi there, welcome to Ginwag with me, Mike Laverick. Um, this week's Ginwag is with somebody that you will all know very well. You've probably been trained by him, no less. I mean, I thought I was the instructor, but this guy's probably taught more people about VMware technologies than, than I've been in all the courses I've taught throughout my career. Uh, he is, of course, David Davis. Um, David, are you there? And can you introduce yourself to people who maybe have not come across you before? Yeah, thanks very much, Mike. That's a very, very kind introduction. I've been trained by you uh, over the years as well. So uh, thank you. Um, my name is David Davis. I work for Pluralsight.com. Um, formerly, I, I worked for Trainsignal.com. So you might have heard of my uh, training videos through that. Uh, I've been in the IT industry now for over 20 years and I spent numerous years as an IT manager and network admin and server admin and uh, over the last gee, almost eight or ten years now I guess I've been uh, creating video training and writing and blogging primarily around virtualization. Cool. So um, Pluralsight, as I understood, they, they acquired uh, Training Signal and there's been a rebrand where essentially the content that you produced previously is still uh, available on Pluralsight, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, Train Signal was really focused on IT professionals. You know, it was all about um, you know Microsoft Windows Server. You know, all the Microsoft apps. Um, you know, CompTIA type courses, Cisco, and and of course VMware. We had a good, really strong VMware product line. Um, Pluralsight has a much grander vision of of technology training than we ever did, and so yeah, they were a developer focused company. So they had. I don't know, like a thousand or so developer uh, courses all around software development, all the different programming languages, mm -hmm. and um, they had they've been in business longer than we had, many more subscribers, and so yeah, they acquired TrainSignal to get the IT infrastructure training that we had, um, and then along the way, they've also acquired a number of other companies. All right. So they acquired a, a creative training company, so you know all the um, Adobe Photoshop, um, um, all the 3D graphic. Um, the courses that interface with um, what is it, uh, Skywalker light light speed? You know, I, I'm not an expert on that, but all those creative courses are there. Um, end user training. Um, they've now recently even acquired a um, testing um, online free testing um, company called Smart Smart Er Er. <laughs> Smart Er Er. Smart Er. -er. Yeah. Um, and I went there and I was surprised. I have over. I think it's 900 VMware uh, virtualization-related questions in their library, and the interesting thing about that is that end users can actually contribute. So, you know, kind of like unlike taking a, a say a VMware test at a testing center, where uh, you're sitting there frustrated and you don't like the questions or you think there's a better question, with this you can suggest questions, you can add questions to the library, you can comment, and say that's a dumb question or that question's wrong. Mm -hmm. um, so. It, they're really combining all these resources, and last I checked, uh, Pluralsight has over 3,000 training courses, wow. uh, and over 112 of those are related to virtualization. And they're adding. Last year, they added over 100 um, IT infrastructure type courses alone. So they're rapidly expanding the library, and you know their goal is to be the uh, technical training solution for th for the world. So. Okay. Um, Almost every course it has a transcript, and um, then they, there's an option there to turn that transcript using Google Translator into just about any other language. So you can watch the course, and people from around the world can subscribe, and 
and read along, you know, follow along in their native language. Mm. And so um, that's kind of their vision is to be kind of like the Netflix of technology training, you know, for the globe. So right. it's it's a far greater vision than I think what TrainSignal ever had, and that's one of the reasons they're they've been so successful. So I mean, last year you must have like produced new uh, courseware and new content. What was the the biggest project you worked on last year, or was the, was the two big ones that that seemed to dominate your time last year? Uh, let's see, I mean, I did a handful of courses. I'm trying to think back now. Um, one of them was VMware vSAN, you know, which to me was very exciting because I got to start using it in the in the beta phase and you know there weren't a lot of resources necessarily and the resources sort of grew you know the community over time grew people started posting more and more uh, resources and so um, that was a great course to create and it was it was popular um, I can't remember other courses off everything's just a blur now <laughs> yeah yeah oh um, vCloud hybrid service All right, okay uh, was at the start of the year actually yeah so um, all the courses I released and have have plans to release this year are, are all VMware related courses. All right. So two questions about uh, one about the the vCloud uh, Air and uh, or the hybrid cloud services as it was called back then and vSAN. I remember I think we were on the same call at one point when we were having um, the vCloud hybrid service kind of presented for the first time, and I think both of us were looking for a dedicated. Uh, environment rather than a, a shared VPC because you get more options and more features. What came out of that? Did you actually get the, the full access as if you had dedicated uh, equipment backing the, 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 the cloud or was it, um, did you just get a slice of space to work in? Um, I, I was given access to a shared environment with maybe 10 or 12 other, you know, kind of V experts and, and bloggers who were in on the early access program. Right. But there was so little going on, uh, it felt like it was my own environment. <laughs> you know, um, those guys were busy, and, and people would use it here and there, I'm sure. But uh, in the week or, or two that it took me to record the course, it was kind of like my own environment. So that was nice. I guess the thing with um, vCloud Air is that those guys are innovating so quickly. New things are coming out so often. The tricky thing from a courseware perspective is once you've recorded the videos, it's a... Uh, moving target. I mean, how, how do you cope with that? It's, it's a big challenge, I mean, that we face. Um, you know, the, the good thing about video training is you can, or video authoring, I should say, you can create a course and, you know, have it published today or next week, you know. Mm -hmm. So the, um, the, the time to market is, is much, much shorter than, mm -hmm. say, like a book or something like that. Um, but still, there's that ever-increasing, you know, uh, pace that you have to keep, you know, keep pace with to, to try to keep up with technology. And VMware, you know, does an amazing job of just releasing more and more new products and updates and, and everything. So Yeah, I sometimes wish they would just stop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but I'm thankful. I mean, it's a good problem. It's a good problem to have, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then the, the vSAN side of things, uh, I'd be interested in, in knowing what your tech is on, on vSAN. Do you think it's a good product or... Uh, is there features and functions that you think that it's it's lacking? Um, you know, are you seeing in your the people that you meet interest in adoption, or is it still quite quiet out there with adoption of vSAN? What's your take on vSAN? Um, I mean, to me, it's a very exciting product. It's um, it's astounding. I think that VMware can come out with a 
a storage solution uh, and get so many beta customers and so many, I don't remember the last count, but so many production customers that they said they had, you know, running vSAN, um, especially when storage, I think, is such a, a slow-moving um, technology market, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the hardware storage vendors told me that companies typically don't adopt a, a storage product until the third version. You know, kind of like Windows 3 wasn't popular. I mean, Windows wasn't popular until Windows 3.1 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So people, especially on storage, wait, you know, for a long time. So for VMware to release a product and, and get so much adoption so quickly uh, is, is really, really impressive. And I, I mean, I mean, there's certainly more features they can add, um, but it's, it's a powerful product already. I wonder whether the you know that thing you were saying about storage. I would agree with you. It's a conservative space. You're dealing with something that's the most important thing to the customer, which is their data. Um, but in terms of looking back to where things were when I first got involved in VMware, where basically there was a SAN, a fiber-channel SAN, and that was in. It seems to me that change is accelerating in that space um, to the same level of innovation and new companies and new technologies as you get elsewhere it makes me almost wonder whether is whether storage is becoming less conservative but I guess there's a difference between loads of companies innovating new technologies and customers actually adopting them that's uh, <laughs> that's two separate things but when you think about people like Pernix data and all these uh, all solid state array vendors they mm-hmm. just didn't exist like two or three years ago you know yeah yeah the storage market is just booming right now I mean I said at VMworld, it feels like a storage show. You know, half of the vendors are storage-related in some way. And, but, but, but like you said, that's, that's, uh, that's a great place uh, for, for innovation right now because there's just so many possibilities. I mean, virtualization um, like vSphere has, has matured to the point that, you know, people are kind of wondering, like, well, what else could, could we add? Whereas storage, it's like there's so much, you know, that could be innovated upon and, and we're seeing that, yeah, with all those new vendors. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes wonder, like certain storage solutions, um, which are very competitive and have a lot of functionality, they didn't exist when I first started looking at virtualization. And the old adage around virtualization was, for every $1 spent on VMware, $4 is spent on storage, which is great for storage vendors. Um, but less so good if you if you're trying to bring a cu- bring a customer into virtualization because I used to get a lot of oh this VMware stuff is great but you know once once we add up all the costs of of our storage and many of these customers had never had a storage array before it was like wow this is a lot to 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 consume I guess we're in a different place now where people just sort of say oh yeah we've got a storage array it's not like uh, some major thing because they sort of got used to having one I don't know. Right, yeah, I'm sure it depends on the company. I mean, I talked to um, a, a customer at Avima who worked for a very large bank here in the U.S., and I said, you know, what do you think about, you know, hyperconvergence, vSAN, you guys going to be doing anything with that? And he said, you know, we've got a storage team made up of storage admins who have been there 20 or 30 years. They've got retirement plans. They've been using the big-name storage vendor since, you know, the day they started. They're not changing. You know, we're not changing until those guys retire and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, and then on the flip side, you've got these other, you know, startup companies that are putting all their storage just in the public cloud, you know, on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. They just, they trust that. They're okay with that. You know, so I'm sure it depends. Yeah, I guess those new companies, they've got far better things to spend their capital on or their startup money on than on physical infrastructure, you know, and they could be spending that money on, on the product that they're trying to develop or the marketing or actually getting out and seeing customers as opposed to burning those dollars on some gear that in four or five years time will be sent to the scrap heap in the in the sky and they'll be buying all over again. So that's that was last year. What are you what are your plans for the new year in terms of courses around virtualization and, and VMware? What's what's the plan for for two thousand and fifteen? Um actually one of the, by far the most popular course I created last year was surprisingly uh, introduction to virtualization. So um, I've been excited a little bit by the the um, VMware VCA um, certification, hmm. which I I I spoke at you know VMUGs for a while and and gave VMware a hard time about for a while as to why they don't have a entry level certification like the MCP. You know where someone who doesn't know anything they want to learn some basics they want to pay a hundred bucks and take a test and prove that they have some basic knowledge. You know, why doesn't VMware have that mm -hmm. certification? And thankfully, you know, they have it now. So um, at the start of this year, I released a, a VCA on data center virtualization, you know, which is really vSphere. Mm -hmm. um, and right now I'm working on a VCA on cloud computing. And then next I plan to do uh, the VCA on network virtualization, which was just announced. Um, and then we've, we've already released a VCA on workforce mobility. Right. So I'm hoping, you know, especially with Pearl Sites, um, very broad developer audience, you know, people who want to, um, you know, broaden their knowledge about virtualization and VMware, uh, you know, that would be a great opportunity for them or people who just want to get started. Mm. And I guess though there, there is going to be a big announcement of something in February. I wonder what that might be. But I think the cat's kind of out of the bag that this year we expect to see a new version of vSphere. I guess, you know, with it being the platform, is that on your radar? Will there be like a an install and configure for vSphere.next? Yeah, yeah, we plan to do a, like the install configure manager type course um, and then also like a new features course and then maybe a fundamentals course as well. So try to, you know, tackle it from a few different angles. People who are already VMware admins, they might just want to watch the new features type course. Um, people who just want to know the basics, they might want a fundamentals type course. So yeah, we do plan to cover that. Uh, we plan to cover um, the Horizon Suite uh, 6 um, and just really every other product that VMware has out there. We released an NSX course, uh, Jason Nash did an NSX course, which has been very popular. In fact, I need to, to finish watching. Um, but uh, and then storage courses as well. We were talking about storage. We're trying to do more. You know, we, we've got a, a storage fundamentals course, an EMC course, and we're trying to broaden out into the storage market as well. Sure. It's funny that you talk. We mentioned about the next version of vSphere, but you you would think as somebody who works at VMware, I'm using the latest version of you know the beta or the release candidate, and I'm not. I've not even installed uh, the latest version of vSphere. I've just not had the time because in my previous role, I wasn't really as focused on VMware technologies as sort of looking at the wider industry and how our products compete with other vendors. And then with Evil Rail, I've just been 
URL only for the last six months with it all being tied in with a product release. So I've got a kind of basic idea of what the new features are in vSphere.next, but somebody outside of VMware probably knows more about it than I do, which is kind of weird. I always thought being on the inside, I would be the one who knew all what was coming, but you just don't have the time for it, um, which is kind of a shame, but also interesting because I'm in, you know, doing something that I've never done before, and that's, I guess, is, is always interesting. So speaking about the, the future, I guess at this time of year, people are looking back at the previous year in terms of what happened, you know, and maybe thinking about a few predictions about what they think 2015 is going to be all about. I must admit, personally, I've kind of avoided doing predictions of the future. I always think that's a little bit dangerous. When anybody asks me what I think 2015 will bring, I sometimes say, more of the same. It'll be very like the previous year, but more of it, <laughs> which is a good catch-all. So it's probably a bit mean for me to ask you that, but what was what, what was your personal highlight? I mean, outside of Pluralsight and the work you were doing, but in the industry generally, what was your uh, take on the previous year, and what do you think will be hot this this year? Um, it's the year of VDI. No. Um... <laughs> Uh, you know, at VMworld, I, I was kind of listing out in my head, you know, what are the, the top, you know, two or three things that that, that are hot. Um, NSX, of, of course, is hot. You know, network virtualization, I think, is going to, uh, you know, the, the interest and in, in adoption, you know, is going to increase on that. Um, I, I hope that VMware uh, will, you know, make it a little more, you know, maybe readily available and, and uh and maybe lower cost. I don't know. <laughs> I need an NSX light or something, you know. Okay. Um, but just just to to broaden the um, the potential market and the um, opportunities, you know, for education and and testing and evaluation. Sure. Anyway, um, but NSX is hot. NSX is cool. Um, certainly, you know, cloud. Of course, we can always say cloud. Um, but I see more and more companies who are. See, taking it serious, I think finally. Mm -hmm. um, I think you know DevOps. I, I kind of thought that term was was a little silly for a long time, but the more I learn about it, uh, I think the more I appreciate it, and the more I talk to people, you know, my peers who are who are doing it and embracing it. Um, I think it's it, it's certainly something to aspire to. Uh, and it, and if not that, even if you don't go to the DevOps route, you know more like the infrastructure admin type role. You mm -hmm. know, someone who who sort of knows you know storage, networking, uh, virtualization, uh, and can can be the the linchpin of the data center. You know, uh, if you will. Um, and, and that kind of brings me back to hyperconvergence. Uh, and I think hyperconvergence and and storage innovation is is really uh, probably the number one. And, and that's what's the you know those storage innovations and and the ease of of administration that hyperconvergence is bringing. I think is going to make that infrastructure admin type person uh, possible. Mm -hmm. You know because before storage systems were so complex and time consuming, you needed a dedicated person with a dedicated um, certification and knowledge just to maintain it. Uh, but more and more, I think things are are converging and getting easier, um, which I'm thankful for. I mean, going back to the very first point about NSX Lite, you, you tell me uh, if VMware did produce a kind of lightweight NSX, 
that I assume means taking things out of the full version. So in order to create it in a kind of light version. Um, so, I mean, in your mind, what would an NSX light version look like? I don't know. I mean, what functionality would is, is core and what functionality is nice to have? And I mean, I'm not an NSX expert, so I don't want to don't want to um, portray myself as that. Uh, my my main point, I guess, in bringing that up was uh, there was a blog post of, about like five ways to get started with NSX mm. um, from VMware, but not one of them was download and download it and try it. Mm. You know, so um, it uh, I would I wish it was just a little bit more readily. Uh, available it would be my my main thing and I'm guessing it's not more readily available because it's a, such a complex product at this time yeah I mean I, I I'm not an NSX expert and I was talking to somebody about this on the community podcast and uh, I said you know let's I'll take a, a stab at why it may not be uh, publicly available in that particular way and usually when that's happened this is before I joined VMware it was because the product wasn't really ready in that kind of download it, next, 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 and you're up and running. So, I mean, there has been products in the past. I think Capacity Planner was probably a good example. Uh, yeah. It was something that you got through PSO. In case people don't know what Capacity Planner is or was, it was a tool that went out and discovered your physical environment and then gave you recommendations about things to virtualize. It was a great little bit of, of, of technology, but it, it wasn't something that you could just drop with a customer and then walk away. And it had to have this sort of engagement with, and I imagine that's in a similar way NSX kind of falls in there. I mean, from a kind of light features, I mean, I know NSX will do things like load balancing and uh, VPN and all manner of different network services. But the core of that is the network overlay, the network virtualization. Mm -hmm. So maybe one way of creating a version that had uh, the core feature of network uh, overlay without all those additional services because maybe you don't need them or don't want them. Maybe that's a way of, of splitting it out. But I must admit, I'm not in that team and I've not even used the product, so I'm, I'm kind of guessing. But, you know, that's what that's what vendors normally do. You know, when you have a product that's got all these features, they then create a standard and advanced and enterprise version with different things in the bucket. You know, there's nothing particularly clever about that but that's what that and then they're priced accordingly depending on what features people might need I, I'm just sort of uh, that's the thing I was thinking of when you said uh, an NSX light version but yeah I guess we're always uh, as as you know prior to joining VMware I was always after technologies and if I couldn't download it and run it in my home lab it instantaneously put it out of my reach as something I could could do and I uh, I don't know, I, I think I had a similar kind of experience with SRM. I was really, really interested in SRM, and then when I learned you need two storage arrays, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> how am I going to do that with my little home lab? And, you know, things like BSAs did help. But uh, I always, I used to say to people, when you're looking at new technology, the, you look at what the barriers are, and if it has hardware requirements you can't meet, or it calls upon skills you don't have, or you need specialist bits of other software that aren't freely available. These are all barriers that you have to then jump through the hoops to even get to the point where you can start to learn. So I, I, I do understand what you're getting at. There, is there a hands-on lab for NSX? There must be, a, I assume. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. There is a hands-on lab, so um, I will be doing that. And then Jason Nash's course is, is good as well. I mean, it's 
I don't know how many hours of, of video, most of it demonstrating NSX, you know, mm -hmm. so um, yeah, there's there's certainly some good opportunities, and I didn't want to harp on NSX because it's an amazing product. I I think I'm just one of those you know technology hungry people that just want access uh, and try it now type of thing. Yeah, I mean, because there was a range of things in your bucket list alongside cloud, DevOps, hyperconvergence. It's just that when you mentioned NSX, it that was the one that stuck in my mind at the end. Right. Well, anyway, it's been great chatting. Um, thank you very much for being on the, the Chinwag. It's not your first time. I think you've been on maybe once or twice before. And we've certainly done chats at, at VMworld. Um, so let's let's keep in touch. And uh, I guess probably the next time I will see you is uh, either at VMworld. I am going to be, I think, in Charlotte for the user conference there. And we've met there before. Are you planning to go to the... The North Carolina user conference this year, if you can get there. Yeah, I'd like to do that. It's not not too far away, and I need to put that on my calendar. It'd be great to see see you yeah, there. Yeah, I think it's it's the early June. I think it's the first week in June. I forget the okay. date exactly. And the plan is for me and Carmel, my wife, for us to go out to do the VMUG, and then have a little bit of a holiday in in North Carolina. Uh, I want to see something of. The, the countryside, because <laughs> all she sees of the U.S. so far is is the big cities, New York and San Francisco. She's, I keep on saying, there's this whole place where there isn't any stuff, just trees and mountains and hills and lakes. So uh, I wanted to see that part of the U.S. as well. Absolutely, yeah. Come on down to Hilton Head, South Carolina, where I live, and uh, we'll, we'll go boating or something, see some dolphins. <laughs> that sounds cool. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very yeah. much for your time, and uh, I'll keep in touch. All right. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.